1: 18
0: plus local go with a home team
2: ah uh, good morning welcome in old miss mississippi state the saints we just have weekends like that or like this, like that. Anyway, we are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Our guests will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We'll have Jake Thompson at 930, Ole Miss Spirit. He'll tell us about the Ole Miss Rebels, where they are, where they're going, as they host LSU this weekend in Vault hemingway Stadium. Them LSU Tigers who struggled uh, a little bit with Arkansas. They looked like they were going through the motions. But uh, I think that happens with 18 to 23-year-olds. You have going through the motions games. It's just part of it. You have like three or four of those, hopefully two good ones. No, two really good ones. Maybe three or four pretty good ones. It's just kind of where it is, where we are. How how it rolls, even in the NFL yesterday, my goodness gracious, there were teams that no-showed, like the Cowboys, but teams that really no-showed, like the Broncos, and then there's uh teams that decided to play their best game of the year, like the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know about the Dolphins. Now we've been we've been talking I can't get it too far into this because y'all want to talk local and I get it. But Mike McDaniel's a little wizard. He's a little freak, man.
3: That was insane. <laughs> man, how many
2: pad level paws would he screw up, you know, that would meet him for pork chops and gravy at lunch today and look at him and and, you know, he's an NFL coach and would uh, run circles around the the uh, the flat-footed uh, big calf dude from wherever um, <laughs> in the South who thinks he knows ball. All right, we are the Out of Bounds Show one hundred five nine the Zone ESPN SEC Insider Hit this morning. It's brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Um, how did we get here? I think is a question that we're asking. Like. We love the game. I had a great time. We did food on the grill. We did, you know, Wendy's Rotel, which is awesome. But how did we get here? And a lot of it is the transfer portal. You know, you have to understand how to dabble in it and be really smart with it. But you also have to develop players. I mean, players have to acclimate. They have to be developed. You know, they have to understand the system and the culture and exactly what's going on. There will be exceptions, but Colorado wasn't going 12-0. and 0. And is, is Coach Prime, Dion, are they ahead of schedule? Yes. But they were absolutely and thoroughly smoked Ooh. this weekend. Bad. <laughs> and so, you know, the transfer portal, we have 10 players on the field. at the. I mean, this is hard to believe. Today, now, I mean, this is in 1982 when I was growing up, when Ole Miss didn't have any money and Mississippi State didn't have any money. Heck, Bama didn't even have any money. And you had whatever, six assistant coaches and one GA and a manager and, you know. I mean, now you've got 10 full-time assistants, analysts, GAs, in-house guys, and you got 10 players on the field the last two plays of the game?
3: What are we doing? (laughs) You're one of the smartest Supposed to be one of the smartest universities in the country. Oh, the irony. (laughs) Uh, And that's with a timeout in
2: between. And that that is hard to do. And there should be consequences. Uh, Because I'm just guessing. The Notre Dame staff as a whole is paid. They don't have to pay Freeman as much as they would have Brian Kelly because he's younger. Look up Freeman's... uh, I'm going to guess the Notre Dame staff as a whole is paid 12 plus million annually. Okay. $12 million for that. And so how did we get here? You got COVID and this whole super senior thing. You had the transfer portal where you can really bounce, not just once, but twice depending And, and then we are firing coaches at a rate that we have, and at a cycle in which we have never experienced. And so then is that why we've got so much, what in the world is going on on our TV? I, I think it's a great question that we continue to monitor throughout the year. We're not quite through September, and we've still got, you know, one more game to maybe see what you are for the rest of the year. I kind of think Ole Miss and Mississippi State, mm, I think they're about 95% of what they are. So maybe you've got this week and this weekend to maybe do a few things, a few tweaks. I mean, you know, incremental progress, I guess. And then I think you're going to be what what you are from – and, and you know, October, November. Um, I can tell you this, I don't see enough NFL players. I don't. I don't see enough NFL players on the Ole Miss roster and I don't see enough NFL players on the Mississippi State roster. Um, You know, you're, you're recruiting better than you ever have for the most part. You're adding, Ole Miss has added more. Of course, two of them don't play. Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard. Two of the guys that you... Heavily invested in, don't even play, you know that you've got you got seven figures in those two guys, and they don't. I mean, they just ride the plane and hang out at the they hotel. And, yeah, you know. just hang out. <laughs> Spencer came in for a player two because Dark can't keep his helmet on. Um, Mississippi State, the, the tight end that they added, I, I know Spivey was ruled ineligible. How much better would they be? Again, maybe just a smidgen. And sometimes on a Saturday, that makes a difference. But, you know, the the kid, the Georgia transfer couldn't block me. And I will say this. Will Rogers answered the challenge. Don't you think? He heard oh, yeah. the noise. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's QB1. You're going to get criticized. It's also a great gig in Starkville and Oxford to be the starting quarterback. Right? Yeah, solid opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, NIL money, date who you want. Everybody pats you on the back, all that. He he answered the call uh, I, after this season when Will goes on to maybe give a shot to the NFL or, or become a coach or whatever it is he wants to do in life and wish him the best. You're going to have to go get a mobile quarterback. Spencer Rattler is what you want in college football today. Jaden Delora. Um, the reason why South Carolina won the game is two reasons, real quick. They were able to get pressure. On the quarterback, and Spencer Rattler was the best player in the stadium. Can you believe they didn't throw it more? What was Shane Beamer doing, going for two in the first half?
3: Yeah, what was that?
2: I like Shane. I've had lunch with <laughs> him. I've drank beer with him when he was on Sylvester Croom's staff. He is a like he is one of the nicest guys. Do I think he's like super over the top good head coach? I don't. Could he develop into one? Maybe. Um, I, they look like a bunch of solid, just like Mississippi State, except Shane's in year three and Zach Arnett's in year one. What are you doing going for two? Kudos to Bar Bay and the Mississippi State offense for driving down and scoring going into halftime. Coming out of half, that was a dagger. Mm. That was an absolute dagger for you, Mississippi State, to allow South Carolina to score like that. And then to let them score 10 seconds into the half. I don't know what you do on defense. You're slow. You're not athletic. um, And you have no edge rusher. Ole Miss. You have no running game. Neither does Mississippi State because South Carolina knows that the quarterback's not going to run the ball. Yeah. It's just going to be Woody Marks. Quinshawn Judkins and Dart are very, very athletic. Bentley's a nice player.
3: Um, you can't run the football. Which is a bigger surprise: the Ole Miss run game just being subpar, or Mississippi State not having a a true number one on defense? But I mean, you have Jet Johnson, who's going to be your, you know, he's solid, but you don't have a true number one standout defensive player. Actually, is-
2: they're both shocking. Uh, Mississippi State has had talent on the defensive side of the football for, but for the most part, years. Uh, you know, they they have been um, a train wreck on offense for the better part of their history. And Mullen started to correct that and Leach started to correct that. And, and, you know, what they did on Saturday is not something that they've done often either. So credit to Barbet and Will Rogers and Tulu Griffin. Um, now with Ole Miss, we'll see when when Harris comes back if he's really that big of a difference maker against SEC schools. Yeah. I mean he may just be a I mean like Mingo and Malik weren't difference makers against SEC schools. Right.
3: Except for Vanderbilt. <laughs> right, and that yeah. doesn't count. Yeah. 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 I mean Vanderbilt
2: <laughs> Vanderbilt recruits like they're in the Sun Belt. So so I'm talking SEC guys, not not when you play roast beef state. SEC dudes across the line of scrimmage, can you make plays? Um and and we'll see with, with Harris and Franklin. Mississippi State, I, people on Twitter had given me a hard time because I said their receiving trio was good. Um, it is. Now, I don't know how much they're going to get them the ball this year because of this massive transition from the air raid to what Kevin Barbet wants to run. And again, this is not on Barbe or anybody else in what happened last December. But you got to see what Tulu Griffin and Justin Robinson can do. I mean, those guys can make plays, but, you know, Will decided he was going to sling it. Barbet decided he was going to call the plays. And I think Will heard the criticism and answered the call, and that's good. Uh, That is what it's going to take. You are going to have to push the ball down the field, period. Um, Your offensive line, neither offensive line is that good. No. I I, I don't know what's going on there across the country. Uh, Bama's didn't get right till the second half, Jason. So, Old Miss disrupted Bama in the first half. And yeah. then Bama, and I don't claim to know technically what they did, or they just, now, was it Ross Tucker who said they made a, a switch at guard? Um, And sometimes just one little thing helps everybody get rolling. But the bottom line is Bama committed to running between the tackles in the second half, and they controlled the game. Yeah, They controlled the game, and they absolutely physically whipped uh, Ole Miss in the second half, pounding the rock because they don't, you know, Milro's not, he had all day at times and still couldn't figure out what he wanted to do, which takes me to some audio that I want to drop when it comes to Will Rogers, uh, Jackson Dart, Jalen Milrow, Jaden Daniels, and so on. By the way, I will get to A&M and Auburn. Y'all are asking my thoughts there because both of our teams play them in the next few weeks. Of course, coming up. Yeah. And, and and I think you should look at what Auburn looked like on offense and give Zach Arnett and his group a little bit of a break. Hugh Freeze is an established coach in Power 5 and G5. He was at Ole Miss for several years, proved he could win. Went to Liberty, proved he could win. They looked awful. They didn't have their coach pass away and have to name a coach within 24, 48 hours so that the roster doesn't go out the door and that coach happens to have no head coaching experience. I would think about that. Auburn looked awful on offense. And that's Hugh Freeze. So here's what Steve Palazzolo said about he's with Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. And this is what he had to say about sacks are quarterback-driven stats.
1: So like in the analytical community, we talk a lot about the the sacks. Sacks are basically a QB-driven stat. And I know for fans, and I, I did this for years too, the initial reaction is, "Oh, that guy got sacked five times. The offensive line is terrible," um, and that could be true. Um, but when the offensive line gives up pressure or they blow a block or whatever it might be, uh, there's a difference. When you know Patrick Mahomes hardly ever gets sacked because he's a magician at avoiding sacks, and feeling the pressure, and that's not a you know compliment to his offensive line. It's just it's him avoiding those sacks. Justin Fields was holding the ball for five seconds, not even being pressured. And waiting for a sack to come in, you know, that's that's not on the offensive line. So the quarterback's sack total is actually a very consistent number for them year over year, and no matter who's blocking for them.
2: All right. That takes me to Spencer Rattler. Rattler had the ability to what? Feel feel pressure and make a play.
3: And get the ball out. Right. I mean,
2: now, I know people were running wide open. I don't understand because I don't know what play calls the coaches should make. But when you're playing man coverage on first down, like Mississippi State was, and you're getting absolutely boat raced, I may play a little zone. Just an idea. I don't know what to call. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what play to call on offense or defense, what formation, what scheme. I'm just guessing here that, when you're playing man, you're on the line of scrimmage, and you are getting people are running past you, maybe you should play a little softer, maybe a little zone, just an idea. Back to the QB deal. Spencer Rattler is special because, I mean, that's not a great staff. The offensive coordinator is not awesome, and he's doing everything himself. He's a heck of a football player. Yeah. He really is. He's going to give himself an opportunity to make some money in the NFL. And in a time when we're trying to figure out who the best team is in the West, we know who is in the East, Georgia. But Georgia doesn't look like dominant Georgia. So I don't think anybody can get them, but we've still got a neutral site game with Georgia and Florida. And we still have Georgia. uh, Hold on. Let me make sure I I haven't looked at it this morning pretty sure Georgia goes to yeah, Tennessee. Although we saw what Tennessee was, you know, last week against Florida. So uh and and by the way, Georgia doesn't have a mobile QB. That take that just remember that. Georgia what Stetson Bennett could do with his legs was such a difference maker for the Georgia Bulldogs especially when they actually played teams that had a heartbeat, a pulse, like in the college football playoff. All right, let me get back to the QB sacks. What are your thoughts on that? Mississippi State, after this year, is going to have to go out and get a QB with mobility. They just are. I mean, when things are right and set, Will's a hell of a quarterback, and he made some throws Saturday night that were great. And he heard the criticism, and he mentioned it, and he stepped up, and you got to give ba- Kevin Barbet for saying we're going deep. Yeah, finally, Will Rogers <laughs> for saying I'm going to put it on the money, and to Lou Griffin for I mean, if South Carolina wants to wants to play the safeties like that all night and not adjust like Bo Pelini, let them do it. Now, some people are are asking about the two calls. All right. I was not surprised when reviewed that they stood because it was going to be the way they were called on the field. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.
1: That's
2: ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW group void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Does that make sense? So if, yeah, if no. will if Will's, it was called a fumble, but if Will's pass would have been called incomplete, I think it would have stood. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it was, and, and I understand why you're frustrated, but I, I thought right when it happened, I said, that's going to stand in the booth.
3: There's nothing that you can say to refute it. That's like, you know, I mean... Whatever they call, it, it's going to go. Yeah. Do, do I believe in others that, that aren't Mississippi State alum believe that the
2: quarterback should have the benefit of the doubt? Yes. Do I think that you can make a strong case for it being an incomplete pass? Hell yes, I do. And then the cornerback uh, stepping out of bounds and reestablishing himself. I yeah. knew when they called that he had reestablished himself. I thought that was going to be a tough one, too. Those two calls going against you, yeah, they were brutal. Ole Miss had the best game I've ever seen from a an opponent. Ole Miss can't complain about officials. I have never in my lifetime watched another team go into Bryant-Denny and Alabama lose a down. Never. In a million years, I'd have lost what month, little money I have. I would have lost cash, investments, equity and in, in two home, whatever. <laughs> Never in a million years would I have thought that Bama would loot would would, would would get screwed out of a down and that that would actually be called for holding. Ole Miss had the best officiated game in the history of playing in Bryant Denny Stadium.
3: There were uh, still a couple. There was was two. And I
2: know nobody (laughs) loves to complain. I already heard it on my group text before the game um, from a couple of my Ole Miss buddies.
3: There's no complaining from Ole Miss fans. That was as good as it gets. As good as it gets, yeah. Yeah. Especially in Alabama. I mean, we're Ole Miss, so we're going to, you know, there's a a targeting or a face mask or whatever, and of course you're going to complain about that. But there's also... When you finally get Bama called for holding, that's a good day for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, who knew that Bama,
2: that they could screw up the downs with Bama in the red zone and that it plays to Ole Miss's favor? Isn't that remarkable? Still
3: didn't help us too much, but... Yeah, at that time it did. <laughs> I mean... I mean, the game was 7-6. to six Yes, yes. At halftime. Yeah, but I'm saying that the momentum, it, it didn't... Give us any—I mean, they were any umph moving forward. They—they <laughs> they called that play
2: thinking they had another down. I thought—I thought it was a huge, huge part of the game. Yeah, because you could tell they were like, "What? What? What just happened here?" And you can see the official—he's holding up too. And I can't believe as good a job as Ross Tucker did. I cannot believe because I was sitting there going, "This is weird. This is weird." And and you could tell, Bam Tommy Reese was calling plays, thinking that they had another down, and they didn't. I don't know what to do about the officiating. I, I I'll say this: it's hard. The game's so fast. It's, uh, I mean, look, PI and holding. I mean, let me go uh, offensive holding with offensive linemen. What subjective? I what? And then pass interference. I don't know what to tell you. I you know what is it? For every guy it's different or female, depending on who's calling the game. I I'm not sure which way to go. It it's it's extraordinarily difficult to to call these games. Um I think the booth gets it right most of the time. I think Mississippi State do the fact that both of those were called the way they were on the field was just tough. Tough. And I know that ball flew out of Will's hands. And it usually doesn't like that, and so it went forward like ten, ten plus yards. Yeah, and you're sitting there thinking, "Far, oh, that's that's an incomplete pass." Um, those
3: were wild. Still, you your defense is ugh, atrocious. Can you believe it's that bad? That's what's crazy is that you're saying that about Mississippi State, not Ole Miss, at the moment. I mean, Ole Miss defense didn't look excellent, no. but holding the Bama holding Bama to twenty four is isn't terrible. You will <laughs> be going against a quarterback
2: for the first time this year Yeah, that can run it and throw it. Um, that won't be fun. Mercer, Tulane, you didn't face the starter, and Georgia Tech, and uh, Alabama, Milrose, very limited, although a freaky athlete who can run it. This will be the first time that you're facing a quarterback who can run it and throw it. Man, Mississippi State drew Jaden Delora, who's an absolute freak. Jaden Daniels who can play and um Spencer Rattler who's the best of them all. Back to back to back dudes that can put it on the money and can hurt you with your feet. You know, Spencer Rattler had two two runs of 20 plus yards. Jeez. And and really I thought South Carolina really controlled the tempo by running the football. The Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. We're going to have to get a little more positive in the next segment. I feel it.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.